It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in cinema, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryson. I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. Hey. Hey. And we got no Merman this week. What's Merman doing right now, Jim? Merman is doing work for Calgary International Film Festival, getting ready for the festival of the fall season. Nice. Yes. That is very exciting. It is. <sighs> Which we'll be talking about later. Oh, excellent. That's a good idea. Surprise. Fantastic. I really like that festival. It has been very, very good over the past few years. Man, So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Well, thanks to all who've been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and give us a five-star rating on your listening platform. Or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash filmrageyyc. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible film. And we will watch it if it played anywhere in the world. In a cinema. Or a theater. Or a theater that is also a cinema. Yes. One of the two that you can buy popcorn, a drink, maybe candy, and sit and watch a they, movie. They're actually synonymous, cinema and theater. But don't they do plays in theaters? So we should just be calling them cinemas then, I guess. Exactly. But pe- some people call them theaters. I don't know why. Well, they still call it a movie theater. I guess maybe if you're saying theater, maybe you're referring to the stage. And if you say movie theater, then obviously you're referring to it. Ah, the synopsis of played, our played English in, language. Played in a cinema. Yes. Nothing better than But the why English would you language. say movie theater when you could just say cinema? Makes sense to me. That's like way more syllables. It's way harder. Movie theater. It takes like six hours to say cinema. Done. Everybody knows what uh, you're Yeah, everybody. Is it, you know what? Root, That's it. What's I got the it. root word of cinema? I'm going to stop saying movie theater. From now on. It's just cinema. It's, it's it. Cinemas. There we go. So, played anywhere in cinemas, we will watch it. Now, enough of that stuff. Let's get to raging. But first, we rarely get to this part of the song. I know. (laughs) Nice. Let's just take a pause here. I didn't even know this existed. Me neither. This is awesome. What happens next? I don't know. Sounds like an alarm. It does. You know what? I think that's the rage alarm. Let's get to raging. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadows Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know where I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie planned? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Should I be hitting this button? Yes. All right. Absolutely. Now, we all know this is the Amazing Merman Predicts theme music. And because The Amazing Merman is finally working again. And, you know, for those who are listening, you can just send money to Film Rage and we can give it to Murray so he can live. It's, yes. You know, we, we don't need it. I mean, we kind of need it. I kind of need not it as, too. Not as badly like as Murray Murray's. does. I don't so. have any to give to him. But That's if you right. Give some to us, we'll we, pass it on to him. Exactly. So Murray can eat this week. So... This week, Murray's not going to get to predict nothing. So Bryce and I thought we would throw our hats in the ring and try and predict what each other was going to predict. Was that what we were doing? Yes, we are. 
So before seeing the movie, because we did see these movies together. Yeah, yeah, legit. So I'll give legit. You yeah, and yeah. remember, you said, "I'm not writing it down. Don't you trust I, me?" I and forgot then I we said, were even doing this. And then I said, yes. "Yes, I actually fully trust you." All right. With every orifice of my body. All right. So, I predicted we saw two. We're gonna we saw two movies. One is the Haunting in Venice mm -hmm. and the Retirement Plan. So, based on a few scientific researched items prior to this movie, mm -hmm. which was we didn't mind the last Kenneth Brown film. It, it seemed to be heading in the right direction. The, right the direction. first one was brutal. The That's second right. one was meh. Yep. This could be. We would think it'd be either even a, either a higher meh or maybe it could Make be a Make it be an Armando. Man. So. I predicted a math for you. I also predicted a math for you. That was pretty good predictions, I think. For I mean, if, if I would say so ourselves. Yes. And I predicted that you would rage off the retirement plan. Only really? because looking at the trailer, it looked awful. Yeah, it looked so bad. I kind of thought that you Maybe would, there was a chance. I thought you would mad just because you'd have your Nick Cage boner going. So. I had a few boners going on in this because there was a lot of boner-worthy stuff, which you're going to hear about soon. Mm. And you know what? Only time will tell if these predictions will be correct. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. It's kind of cool music. It is. I did something right. <laughs> Good. Nicely played. Nicely nice. played. All right. Now we also have. Wait. We got. We what? also got to do the Merman Minute. Well, the Merman Minute it doesn't go yet. Oh well, let's do that later. Yeah, we'll do it when we always do it. Oh okay. <laughs> what is that? I don't remember. Oh, it's after we talk about the movies. Yes. All right. It's the first thing that happens after the Well, movie. I just thought we were going to double dose the Because, you know, Merman gets to speak eight hours about every freaking movie, and then he also gets his own segment. I don't know how that works. It's not out. a minute anymore. It's the Merman it's like the hour. the Merman hour. That's right. It's like we got an hour podcast, and 59 minutes of it is the it's Merman <laughs> minute. Nice. But whatever. All right. So what did we see first? We saw a haunting in Venice. Which is actually called Halloween Party. It's based on the book Halloween Party by uh, Agatha Christie. Have nice. You, have you heard of her? You know what? I think she was a writer. Yeah. And she, I think she dabbled in mystery. Yeah. Did she not also write about Poirot and other scenarios? Yes. And that is actually what this movie's about. Is what? That, it's about that Poirot guy. Oh, Poirot. 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 Yeah. My French is almost as almost good as, as, good Kenneth, as, Branagh's. as uh, Kenneth Branagh's. Yeah, we get to watch Kenneth Branagh do his little French accent again, which is always entertaining for one of us and rather <laughs> infuriating for the other. Uh, so yeah, Branagh brings another Agatha Christie novel to the big screen to pretty much... Well, yeah. I almost said similar results, but not really, because this time we get another all-star cast going through the motions of another bland adaptation, just kind of like the previous two films. The second one was a little better, got to meh, but this third adaptation takes a step backwards. It's just boring. And how, are the, how on earth is this story that seems like it should have been like, like I'm... He obviously didn't make a very good adaptation of this movie because I swear that this seems like a 20-page short story oh, to me if for that. what was in the film. Yeah. And this was a novel? I don't get it. because there And there's a lot of... I mean, I'm all for drawing stuff out to create tension and whatnot, but this was just this was just boring. Does, does Agatha Crispy... Agatha Crispy? Does she do... Does she do graphic novels? Because maybe this was a graphic novel. No, this was an actual novel. Really? Yeah. With no pictures? No pictures. Okay, well. It just makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I don't know. Because this would have lent itself to a graphic novel, kinda actually. Wanna, it would have been kind of a cool kinda, graphic now novel. Now I kind of reread the book just yeah. to see well, if I, it's... Because, yeah, like, well, where did he miss the boat here? Because there were some boats in it. There was, yeah. But apparently there, they needed one more boat because mm -hmm. I did not understand how this was a fully fleshed story um the performances were fine they were you know when you got michelle yo you know what yeah she wasn't in it long enough no but uh i just didn't didn't connect with this thing at all and it just it was an hour and 41 minutes of mm -hmm. nothing mm -hmm. like nothing mm -hmm. like there was no nothing mm -hmm. and Everybody and their dog would have had this thing figured out the way he kind of played it out. Like I, this was just an epic fail. Um, I really thought it would be, it would keep that trend going, 
<laughs> and come on, you know you want to do it. And it's a rage. Of course, he would say it was a rage. So it looks like I am not correct. Rage. So. I thought you would have liked it, but because of what we were getting, we were getting a progression. Yeah. The first one was awful. The second one was all right. It was okay. so like, this one should be at least all right. Yeah, you would have thought he would have learned from the last one. But nah. let me talk about this for just a little bit. So, who done it? Mm. Who done it? Who done it? Mm. Let's reveal, shall we? In the last Poirot film, Death on the Nile, the one who does it was Gal Gadot. You know, the one who did not fit into the story where yes. she was in a giantly fantastic cast and she stuck out like a sore, terribly cast acting thumb. Mm. In this one, who done it? Who? Yeah, you just have to it? look at who's the least likely and that's who it is. Who done it? Again. This time on top of the attempt of Kenneth Branagh's trying to speak French with a French accent. Yes. Mind you, I have to admit, he was getting better at it. This was definitely the best Kenneth Branagh French impression that he's done yet. All right. Of all of them. And yeah. every movie that he's pretended he's French. I don't it's know what his thing it's is never with it. It's never bothered me. But it's I, always bothered me. Like whatever. Yeah. So we have Tina Fey. Who in a comedy, I'm about, I'd say, 50% on board these days. Yep. But in a drama, she definitely did it. Not only did she do it, also our overly obvious murderer did it as well. Mm. Who is that? Spoiler, Kelly Riley. The other person who did it. And mm. by did it, I mean be completely repulsive and annoying for an entire movie. Mm. Because she can't act. Okay. And in this movie, Tina Fey, she just wasn't the right person cast for no, this role. It was it, it was, was not her it was at odd. all. It, it was, was just so odd. You're right. Yeah, it was just odd. And is I don't know much about Agatha Christie. And she's doing a little accent too that was annoying. I don't even know what accent it was. It was just really bad. So yeah, these were the ones who'd done it. And <laughs> <laughs> they did it. They did the bad acting. Yeah. Yeah, this, this, um, but this time it was even, it was just more boring and tedious. It's just so and, boring. And had zero character development in a story that is yeah. obviously who done it within the f first 15 minutes. In an hour and 41 minutes, can you not develop one character? Yeah, exactly. Just one. That's all I wanted. <laughs> Other than his, and his yeah. wasn't developed either. Yeah, semi developed. And we got to know why he, well, one, really. and we're seeing it through. An obviously drugged out, bad French accent mm. uh, for two solid hours yeah. of him basically interviewing people about something I solved like pretty much right away yeah. and also didn't care about. Like what, what annoyed me, I think, the most about it was that, that he went on to interview people and that everybody kind of had a motive. So it's not like it's not just like, like all it's, of them. it's just like all of them, except <laughs> in this one, the only one they were planting seeds for the entire movie was the one who did it. Yeah. So it's kind of like after the second seed, if you haven't figured out that she did it, it's kind of like you're either thinking there's going to be a surprise ending. And then, I mean, who? Why well, would you was, do that anyway? But. Well, it's supposed to be a surprise. Is it? Because it wasn't. Because every single no, no, person, there was nothing that led them to believe no. it. But then all of a sudden they'd be like, well, none oh, the none them are even connected honey. to her in any way. Yeah, They've never been there yeah. before. So how are they suspect? <laughs> and then there's like, why oh, would they? Why? This honey doesn't taste like wildflower. <laughs> it's like, it was just like so many of those. And like, yeah. what do you? This is the only key. It's like it's almost like there's like ah. a it's like a it's like a thing for little children that goes and the light bulb goes on when you know there's a clue that proves who did it. <laughs> it's kind of like wait, is there another clue? Wait, oh right, this is a clue because because 
There's no reason why this is happening at this moment in the movie. I remember laughing to myself when they said this honey doesn't taste like wildflower. Then you, you just said it again. Like, I, for, I forgot about that. It's just because so, right there I'm like, oh my god. If you haven't figured it out by now, just put it on the screen. Just, yeah, it's like, just, wildflower, wildflower. Yeah. It's like, whoa, there's there's something going on. Yeah. Here. There's something significant about this. It's like, oh, God. Yeah, then on top of that, you throw in a Lord of the Rings never-ending ending. And me looking at my watch multiple times, um, I wish I would have gone and seen Slother House instead of this steaming pile of garbage. The only two things I liked about this was mm. the CLF, who is basically the smartest and best actor in this entire film, mm -hmm. which I don't remember his name because, you know, we'll probably see him again. Um, and the sound was incredible. This was such a good sounding movie to see in theaters, especially with really good theater sound because there was a lot of quiet in it and a lot of things that you would just hear kind of going on around your seating. So I fully enjoyed the sound in this. I wish it, it was more of a fisheye lens, drugged out couple of shots of Kenneth Branagh's vision and daytime shots of Venice for two hours with no one talking mm. and none of the cast trying to dumb up the scenery. Then this had a chance of being palatable. Yes, my friends, Venice is not haunted and this movie is haunted with the worst ending of this trilogy to this point. I don't, I, I'm hoping this is a trilogy. I hope this isn't, a thing that's going to go on He's already. This was the third one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a trilogy. This is the third one. Oh, you're saying it's you're hoping it's a trilogy so he doesn't make another yeah, one. Yeah, I'm hoping it's not a quadrilogy. No, that's all he does now. Is just it's do weird. Well, he, it's all he does if he stars in it. I mean, he comes out and he makes Belfast, an amazing freaking movie. It was amazing. And he doesn't put himself in it. Maybe no. that's the key. That's the key. <laughs> and then, I think he, then he's got this Poirot heart on where he's got a bit. He's going to make another one. I sure hope not. He's going to. I hope this makes zero money and people go, you know what? Maybe you should do Belfast 2. No. Back back to Let's not do back to Lucky either. Charms or something. I don't know. Like, yeah. yeah, please stop doing that. There's so many things to unpack in this um, that... I don't know. It's not really. There's just so much randomness it's that goes just, through this whole movie. Uh, why is Tina Fey even in this? No. Like, like who decided to cast her in this? Like, she's never really been a strong performer in dramas. Like, I don't even think. Like, why would you put someone well, like that in this as a drama? Yeah. And I guess they tried to make her kind of funny, but but she not wasn't. really. Not like, really. She, she wasn't funny, she's, and she, she wasn't. Was, she was street smart. What? Yeah, I don't know. She, well, even when it came off, she's like, you know, it was really good to see, you know, she's supposedly the smartest person in the world. So I got the second smartest person in yeah. the world to try and solve this crime with me. And I'm like, really? Tina Fey is the smartest person in the world? It doesn't, yeah. It doesn't, that's not what people think of. They think of Liz Lemon. Was, <laughs> that's really ultimately what they think of. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know why. And, and... Michelle Yeoh, if you're going to put... You, that was, it was a oh, waste just, of talent. Just a like, complete waste. They should have just put... Why didn't they put her in as Agatha yeah. Christie? That would have been good. That would have made more sense. Right? If they would have had Michelle Yeoh as who Tina Fey was playing, yeah. then it would have made a lot more sense. So much more sense. Yeah. This this movie's not good at all. I did not like it. And I, I did not like it at all, Sam I am. I did not like it. In the cinema... I did not like it with anything. I can't even rhyme to it. I'm so pissed off. This I movie did, is so I, awful. I did not like it. <laughs> the funniest thing about this movie, though, ah. was at the end of it. Yes. The very end. Yes. And then Kim's parents asked us, did you like this movie? Right. <laughs> and then you said, and I'm quoting you here. What did I say? I don't remember. <laughs> I probably said, just woke up. You looked at me and you went... I can tell by the look on his face, he's not excited about this. Mm. <laughs> and apparently, my the vision of me can, mm -hmm. can give things away. Yes. It wasn't good. <laughs> you did a pretty good job acting, though, because I think they were a little bit more in love they with were, it than they, you. They really enjoyed it, and I didn't want to spoil, spoil their, their evening by telling them what a piece of dog crap they just watched. Poop that it was. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we also got to see another movie. Oh. 
called the retirement plan. Ooh. And I used to have one of those. Yeah. And now by the way, we both could not predict what each other was going to say in that last one. Okay. Yes. So the retirement plan from moment one, mm. we see that the budget in this film is not very high. Although I wish it was more of a suspense film, mm. which I didn't really find that much. Mm. Nick Cage being Nick Cageist. He was real. He super was a, Cageist. There's a lot of Nick Cage going on. Ernie Hudson doing his best. Ernie Hudson. Uh, he was totally Ernie. Super likable. Yeah. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley being subpar. Jackie Earl yeah. Haley, I'm going to say. He I was, was not on his game. I was excited he was going to what, What's this? Yeah. But you know who is money in the bank in this? Oh, I do. It's Ron Perlman. Ugh. Kicking every single motherfucker's ass in a story where conveniences, license plates without a state, country, or marking or has no some marking. of the worst, yeah, or just basically no marking, uh, uh, and some of the worst acting from a CLF. Yeah, she, and, was, she was great until she started talking. Yeah, and then as soon as she started talking, it was like, what is happening right now? Um, yeah, the, the ridiculousness of the dialogue did I mention the convenience of everything? Yeah, there's a lot. But of that all being said, yes. this was some of the funniest, or maybe I shouldn't say funniest, funnest 45 minutes for us to get through the beginning part of this movie. First 45, yeah. It was so much fun. Not often have I had such fun a time with a private screening where you and I can riff off a completely redonkulous film. Yes. Which, although it was predictable, contrived, and badly conceived, it had some well-written and often well-timed comedy. But... Yeah. Was it intentional or was it not intentional? That is the question. I think it was about 50-50. Yeah. But it was still funny. And, but the but the stuff that was unintentional was like the really was funny the really stuff. Funny. <laughs> exactly. Then the ridiculous wore off, and the idiocy caught up with the fact that Bobo died, yes. and with him, so did all of the fun. There was no enjoyment after Bobo. No, died. once Bobo dies, that's it. Nick Cage still got it, but not nearly as much as Ron Perlman. So if this was if Ron Perlman was mesmerizing, yes. Well, by the fact Nick Cage would be gone it's Nick Cage even on the list right now yeah he is oh. so if when we come back and we talk the list if we add Ron Perlman on but then, I thought that the rules were you have to be mesmerizing all the time so it doesn't matter if you, you can get knocked off by someone that's not on the list but Nick was still pretty mesmerizing not but, like Ron Perlman yeah but we're not talking the list he can't be removed except on the list so if we happen to forget we've had this conversation Oh, I'm not going to forget this conversation because okay. Ron Perlman just kicked his ass. And Ron Perlman, I love Ron Perlman, but he's not mesmerizing. So if he out mesmerized freaking Nick Cage in one at movie. His, at his cagiest. At his, and he was, he, was, he was full on Nick Cage in this. Yeah. But then you know what? Halfway through the movie, it's like he started dialing it in. Yeah. It was kind of like. Yeah, there was, he was not quite as. Nick it was, Cage. yeah, it was kind of like, what happened? It's like he was super cagey. Yeah, he had it turned up to 11. And then, and then it was turned about it down to, to two. About, it wasn't two, but it was like four, five. Yeah, maybe four. Yeah, you're probably yeah. right. It was maybe four or five. So, yeah. I, and then I had time in the second half of the movie to start imagining whether or not. Ron Perlman you keep, and Rhea Perlman, maybe fraternal twins. Plus, you're trying to make a case for, you know, Bobo can't be dead. He's coming back. No, he's not coming back. He's totally <laughs> It was the only dead. thing I was holding on hope for. Like, the only thing that could save this movie is Bobo walks in at the end. But, you know. Murders what? everybody and takes the kid and raises her right. <laughs> what, made, what made me really think about this was that if Ron Perlman and Rhea Perlman came back and did a like twins remake mm. wouldn't that be an awesome movie because they even have the same last name it's like it's so awesome i guess i don't know you're going off the rails man well you know i've kind of lost focus in this movie this, this movie had no focus <laughs> but i'm gonna say for the, for that and ron aka bobo this could have been a mondo if it would have stayed with the same level of ridiculous and, yeah, and cagiest and funnest that the first 45 minute had. I enjoyed but, it so much for 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah, me too. But unfortunately, Bobo leaving the film early 
had this take itself too seriously and spiraled into a rage. And I've got a few things to unpack, but let's let's see what you have to say about this. Yeah, I mean, you know, we had Nick Cage, you know, full on Nick Cage as noted as noted as noted already. Um, Ron Perlman just completely steals this thing, and as I say, for forty five minutes, this was super duper enjoyable. We got some Angela Bassett lookalike. <laughs> yeah, she that was, was weird. I honestly thought it was Angela Bassett. I'm like, what the hell is she doing in this? And then, and I'm like, no, and it's not it's, Angela Bassett. Then, it, then they had another camera angle, and it's like, okay, well, that's not, that's totally not her. But she really does kind of look like yeah, her. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Not anywhere near as talented, but you know, yeah, the, that's a thing. But yeah, this was not fun after 45 minutes. Ron Perlman's Bobo was stealing the show. I'm enjoying it. I'm also enjoying every time we get introduced to a new character. Yes. Their name gets splashed on the screen in giant letters. Wow. Oh, that does, but does and it's got this every time you get this sound effect and it's like, yes. And it was something to look forward. You know what? They need to keep on introducing characters for 90 minutes. There should have been somebody introduced on like the 89th yes. minute of this and movie. They, they did just have to keep people. the pressure up. But we we had we did figure it out as we were watching that though that it was only characters that were more primary characters. They yeah, were, yeah. You got the action if you because if, if you, you only had like one line of dialogue, it was you such didn't a get bizarre a movie because one of the main characters from the beginning. We know we get no resolution on. We have no idea what they didn't happened give resolution on any character. Actually, it's none just, of them, unless they died. It's just and weird. Even, it's and even such then, a poorly I think Bobo's still alive. No, Bobo's dead, man. He just fell in the water. He got hit with a. I mean, Nick Cage got shot with how many bullets, and he lived. Hey, so, this, so all they did was shoot Bobo. If with ever a wrote spear this, gun. if whoever wrote this, like wants to make a you know a movie that's watchable, just do a prequel with Bobo. Yeah. Just, just. Or have him climb out of the water with a harpoon in his chest. (laughs) Jason style. That's that's right. (laughs) Have lightning hit the water and like (laughs) somehow hit a chain that he's uh, and zap him back to life. But yeah, I can like try to the thirteenth part. Bobo. Bobo's back. Part four. Maybe it's part five. Bobo's back for vengeance. In he's he's no longer retired. He's coming out of retirement. I hated this movie. Yeah. The, the it's first 45 minute was fantastic. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I mean, it still couldn't be Mondo because it's just so bad, but it was bad fun. And I, yeah. and I could enjoy it on that level. And I was all, and I was all in on it. We were yeah. having a good time. Yeah. And then they killed the only character that was enjoyable. And then you're thinking, okay, well maybe if Nick Cage can keep up the crazy for another 45 minutes, but then all of a sudden, where did the Nick Cage crazy go? Yeah. Because now he's not getting you know, totally over outstaged by by Bobo. He can come in and you know do his thing and cage it up. up. It won't be as good, but it'll be close and it'll just keep up the pressure. But no, that didn't happen, and it just spiraled into rage. Yeah. The, you know, I don't know what it is with films. Um, sometimes where they just like it. It did try and it put too many things in it. And they had to go too many places and added too many characters that weren't like there was too many characters in this movie and none of them were really important. It was like they had to add all this other story in there, which just gummed up the the middle and the end. Lots of gumming. And the end was just like nobody, nobody had an actual wrap up. But I, I just still couldn't get over the fact I've never seen a movie that you that you literally they took every single license plate. And they made it generic. Like, I've never seen it in my entire life. Because they would go, we're in Miami. We're in Grand Cayman. We're back in Miami. We're in D.C. And then and then every single one was a white license plate with black or blue, I can't remember, print with no markings. Like, yep. it's like, are these all government-issued um, license plates? What's going on here? What is going on? It was it was redonkulous. It just, I just I didn't get it. Yeah. But the whip sound was awesome. The like, whip sound was awesome. That every time that happened, it gave me such joy. And that happened for the first forty five minutes. Yeah. So, so my suggestion, if you watch this movie, just watch the first till Bobo dies, and then just turn it off. Yeah. Then once once there's no Bobo, no need to to go forward. From no there. more go go. Yeah. No, no Bobo. Bo- no go go. Yeah. All right. It's kind of words to live by. Really. It is, yeah, I mean, with a name like Bobo, too. Like, he had the best name. It was so good. So good. So much Bobo. Yes. 
All right, well, that's all we saw in cinemas. Although, you know, we're still trying to get ourselves prepared for this coming week, which is going to be a grind. But on that note, we're going to talk about the Merman Minute. I didn't think he's not here. How come he still gets a minute? Well, he's, we're going to talk about what we think Murray would have thought of these movies. What? Yeah. That's so, our Merman Minute? Yeah, that's our Merman Minute. We're, right. we're dedicating our love to our poor working soul, Murray. So I think he would have loved Haunting in Venice. I would think he would have given it a Mondo. And the reason I say he would give it a Mondo, for whatever reason, he likes Kenneth Branagh's French accent. Mm-hmm. I think that he also likes mysteries that are kind of easy to solve. But right. he still likes the mysteries. All right. That's what I'm predicting. You would have thought. I think he would have given it a man. Okay. Just because it was so terrible? Yeah. But it then... Was, it, was, it was so... I mean, he, he likes some stuff intrigue. that's not great, but he couldn't have loved this. Could he have? I don't know. I'll have to ask him if he read the book. Mm. So that's our predictions. Bryce thinks Murray would have given it a man. And I think he would have given him Mondo. Wow. And the retirement plan, I think he would have given it a man because he's coming. He's coming around to yeah, Nick Cage's caginess. You probably would have given it a man just because just because of Nick Cage. Yeah, and I, I think he likes Ron Perlman. Well, who doesn't like Ron Perlman? Yeah. Well, seriously, how can you not like Ron Perlman? I don't know. People people don't, I guess. No. It's Name a, one person that doesn't like Ron Perlman. That guy who has the fan club that says, I hate Ron Perlman there, fan club. There's no such thing. You're making stuff up. I want to look that up now. He's like he's like Ray Romano. Everybody loves Ron. <laughs> I'm just he's sad the Ray that he's Romano not... of like someone that's actually talented. I, I kind of wish... Um, that's not true, by the way. Ray Romano, he's got something. But he's funny. I haven't figured out what it is. But he's funny. It, there's something there. He's, he's funny. And um, I'm just sad that Rhea Perlman and him are not brother and sister. Because yeah, they think they kind of look alike. They actually do? Yeah. Even though one's like twice as tall as the other? I think but, it's probably like three times as tall. But their faces, I could see them being brother yeah, and yeah. sister. Maybe the Perlman family is like from a very small group of people. Mm. Oh, there we go. There's our Merman Minute. Maybe about two minutes, but... There was. Usually it's about... You know, seven 40, hours, forty-five minutes. So we're, exactly, we're making progress. Making progress. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. This week is twofold. Mm. Number one. Well, three. Sorry, I got threefold. Number one, we didn't get Slother House in a major release when it came out two weeks ago. We did get it to come to Second Run at our cinema, CMC. Candy Meadow Cinema, if you are in Calgary, you can go check it out. It plays three times daily until Thursday. I'm not sure if it's coming back next week, so... I guess that's till tomorrow. So if you're listening to this on Thursday, yeah, <laughs> rush out and see Slotherhouse. Rush Slotherhouse. And, Slotherhouse and then and maybe let us it'll know, last another week. And let us know. know what you thought of it. There were three people there at a 3.50 uh, p.m. showing, I hear. So, yeah, know. that's three more. That's that's, fif- that's 15 bucks, man. That's right. Plus, people brought popcorn. That's so. straight cash. That's right. So that's my first rage. My second rage is stop making these fucking Agatha Christie films. Just stop it. Like you're batting, I don't even know the math, the math term for baseball, but if two out of three are bad, wait, this is like a reverse meatloaf song. Two out of three are bad. Two out of three ain't bad according to meatloaf. Yeah, but so. it's the reverse meatloaf song. Oh, so if two out of three are bad. Two out of three are bad. Then stop making them. Stop making them. Just stop doing it. And then the third thing is, Nick Cage, why this can't you make- much. 
Nick you Cage. You can't have three rages. I've got so much rage this week. And the last one is Nick Cage. We know you can make good stuff. We were li- literally talking earlier that you made Mom and Dad, which was fantastic. It was. You've made Color Out of Space, which was fantastic. It was. You made Mandy, which is like one of the best movies ever made in the entire world. Not quite, but it was It's good. up there. It's up there. And that's the cagiest of all cages. That's the top... That's the top rung of the cage. Yes. And then you make stuff like this. Cut, just cut it out. Stop just saying yes to everybody that asks you. Are you that hard up, dude? Yeah, come on. Come on. I'm pretty sure he was come rumoring. He was, he was rumoring it, his last movie was that one where he made a movie about himself. Yeah, which was good. I enjoyed it. It was man. I liked it. Yeah, those are my rages. Take your pick. I will. Brenna, stop making Agatha Christie movies. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Okay, I have no idea what this music is. I just put some random music in. Nice. So let's see it. Here it is. This I is going to be Calgary International Film Festival theme music. Let's hear it. Sounds like it's not very loud. Sounds a little classy. Yeah. Sif it's is, all right. Sif is pretty classy, I guess. This works. So we're going to talk a little Calgary International Film Festival for a bit here. Yes. We're very excited. So whoever's listening uh, and you're in the Calgary area, starting September 21st, which I don't know what date it is right now, but starting September 21st, the festival starts and it goes to October 1st. You can see everything that Calgary International Film Fest or Sif. Calgary has at sifcalgary.ca. So that's C I F F C A L G A R Y dot C A. I think the C A stands for Canada, but I don't know. <laughs> Forget, just remember it's dot C A, not com, it's dot C A. WWW dot Calgary. Isn't it? No. Forward slash forward slash HTTPS WW, I don't know, something yeah. like www. www. dot com. Yeah, that's C I F F C A L G A R Y dot dot C A. That's right. Meant dot C A. We're going to make this episode to an hour. No, don't you worry. Okay, so one more time. I'm going to get it right this time. Yes, I want to get it right. Okay. It's Sif Calgary. Dot C-A. That's C-I-F-F-C-A-L-G-A-R-Y dot C-A. Sifcalgary dot C-A. That's right. You can get all the films that are playing, all the times that they're playing at. You can click on stuff, buy tickets. It's so to, easy. Then you go to the movie. It's you have so a good easy. time. So You easy. support your local festival. That's it's right. so good. And or maybe not your local festival. Maybe you come in from Cucamonga, California and you want to watch some movies in Calgary. Do it. Yeah. You should definitely come for this for sure. Uh so we kind of took a look at some of the films that we're hopefully going to get to see. And so we've kind of made a list of the ones we're most excited about. Yes. Yeah. So um, and I didn't put mine in any order. Bryce likes to order his. If it's a because- list, then you put it in order. Yeah. You start from the bottom, and then you get I'm to not, your number one most not, excited film that you're looking I'm forward to. I'm not more to. excited to see one than another one. You there, gotta differentiate. No you, you, you go nope. from six down to one. No, nope, not me. No, I, that's how. That's how lists work. I yeah, that's not how. Just go look at list. They're all equal. If you can make a list that's all the same, equal. So uh, there's no no particular order for mine, but Bryce has an order. So. The number one that is not necessarily my most excited to see is called Sleep, which is a Korean horror film, which basically speaks for itself. And it looks creepy as fuck because mm. it looks like there's only two characters uh, and has something to do with sleeping and things bad happen when they're sleeping. And it looks really cool. 
It does. Yeah. That's my number one. Huh. Did you want to do your number six or whatever? Are you doing reverse order? Because you want. Of course, miss- you always start uh, from the least and, and go down to the number one. Okay, well, tell everybody what your least my, most excited. My least most, most excited, excited film. See, that's what makes it sound bad. Because I'm super it's stupid. Ex- I'm super excited to see this film. Just not as excited as the next five uh, that I mentioned. But my number six. Most I only have one level of excitement. It's my number six most anticipated film of the Calgary International Film Festival edition 2023. There you go. Seven Veils. It's the latest from Adam Agoyan. So it's Adam Agoyan. I know I'm going to like it because he makes good films. That's right. That is a that is a good choice. All right. Okay. The one so that is I'm most excited about, uh, but okay. it's not in any order. <laughs> Is is my second favorite director of all time here, yes. Kazukarita's film Kazu Monster. Kurita. Yes, uh, I am most excited about seeing this by far. Except I'm equally just as excited to see the movie called Sleep. Also stars one of his alumni actors, uh-huh. Sakura Ando from yes. Shoplifters. Yes, who I think she is freaking amazing. So, if you're a here, Kazukarita film. You should see this too. It's probably selling out, so. Yes. Get your ticket. Yeah. All right. My fifth most anticipated film of the Calgary International Film Festival, edition 2023, is Vincent Must Die, about a guy who is, you know, trying not to die, and then stuff happens. Yes. And interestingly enough, in my order that I have, the next movie I'm most excited about is Vincent Must Die. There you go. You should have put these kind, in order so we could have compared. Which kind of flips the zombie genre on its head a little French style. It's, so get ready for some scary nudity. And it's going to have three of my favorite things in one film. Zombie-like killers, French films... And like all French films, see you. you there will be some nudity. Nah, nah, I'm nah. See, we went to a French film that one Once, time, just one time. And there was no nudity. It was and only that's one. All I got to hear but, about for but the there next was like implied, six months. There was implied nudity. It was actually a pretty good movie, though. and it was a very good movie. And there was implied nudity. Yeah, that's not nudity. But of all the nudity, I like the best is the French nudity. Yeah, because it's usually you can count on it. Plus, you know, if you're gonna have nudity, you might as well have it, and not imply it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the French just do it so well. Everything's natural to them. It's like they're not afraid to show anything. It's like you want to go see a French movie, maybe you want to see some breasts from men or women, or you want to see some junk, you're going to see that. French just know how to do it right. All right, my number four most anticipated movie of the Calgary International Film Festival, edition 2023. All right. Is Anatomy of a Fall. Ooh. It's about a guy who falls. And dies. Huh? And then stuff happens. After he dies. Yes. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. It's the anatomy of that fall. Yes. Interesting. I, and it's French, I believe. Nice. 95% sure it's French. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, apparently we're going to get some good French films. Yes. I am wanting to see a movie called Evil Does Not Exist. Hey. Which I cannot pronounce his name. Haruushka Yamaguchi. Raisuki yeah. Hamaguchi. Yeah, Raisuki No, Raisuke. Say it again. Raisuke Hamaguchi. Yeah. Who is the director of Drive My Car, which is one of our favorite movies of Sif from last year. Was huh. it last year? It was. No, it was two, two years, years ago. Wow, time flies. Uh, I was sad. The thing that makes me so sad about this movie, though. Yes. Which might have made it. If I did have an order to my number two most excited to see, is that it's only 106 minutes. Mm. So we may have to see it twice just to get the full effect because nobody knows how to make a long drama like he does. Yes, I'm a Gucci. Yeah. How long was Drive My Car? Three it was hours? Like six hours long. And it, was, it felt like 45 and minutes. And it felt like it should be double that. So good. Yeah. Uh, my number three most anticipated film. Of the Calgary International Film Festival, edition 2023. Yes. Is Evil Does Not Exist. (laughs) Written and directed by Ryosuke Hamaguchi, who made Drive My Car one of the best films of the 2021 Calgary International Film Festival. I don't care what it's about. He made it. 
I am looking forward to it. <laughs> Absolutely. It doesn't matter what it's about. But with a name like Evil Evil Does Not Exist, it's I'm already be awesome. excited. Right? I'm already excited. I'm stoked. Okay. I, th- I think I picked the perfect music, by the way. This, this is, is awesome. This is a little too perfect. Ah, it's, it's, I'm, getting, I'm a little too on the, out how much it's, I like it's it. It's on the nose. It's nosy for sure. Uh, my next one is Blaga's Lessons. Ooh. I'm hoping it's an old person taking revenge on being scammed. And if it is, it could be the best film of this year. It seems like that's what it's about. It kind of does, although they kind of hint that she goes on a scamming fest, which, you know, speaking from films I like of little old people who kind of breakdowns, if everybody remembers a couple years ago, it was Woman on the Roof, that, on the roof. that pushed me over the edge. It actually won the the Jim Film of the Year award. So <laughs> Jim Film of the Year. That's right. There you go. Uh, I don't even know where I am. Oh, yeah. Number two. My number two most anticipated film of the <laughs> Calgary <laughs> International <laughs> Film Festival. 2023 ed- edition. Edition 2023. Or 2023 edition. <laughs> yeah, one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Is Sleep. Ah. It's a Korean film about a dude that sleepwalks. Yeah. It's going to be excellent. And there's going to be some horror. Horror. So much horror. All right, my last one, because we didn't want to list like every single movie. This has to be your most anticipated. This is not my most, although it may still be the best movie we see. It's called Le Chimera. Oh, it's not even what I thought you were going to say. This looks completely wackadoo. (laughs) I can't wait. And the trailer gives you nothing. La Chimera. This is is one of the ones that... It It looks good. You watch the trailer and you're like, this what? could be so wackadoo yeah. that it could be the best film of the festival. I am, I'm actually really looking forward to it. It didn't crack my top six, but eh, yeah, I'm okay. so looking forward to it. The one, the obvious one that I haven't mentioned yet, if you're keeping track, which you're probably not, because I'm just kind of rambling on today. Ramble on. But of course it is my number one most anticipated film of Calgary International Film Festival, 2023 edition, mm. is Monster. Of course. Karita's latest film. The man does no wrong. How can I not be... How can this not be the most anticipated film? Uh, Yeah. I mean, he's my second favorite director. The only way that he could have had competition is if Cronenberg had a film in this. There you go. And then he would have had competition. Now we just got to see if they live up to our expectations. I don't think... Everything on our list, I don't know how how it can not. It just... Well, Creed has the, never the, made a bad movie. Like yeah. he's every single Plus movie the, he's made. Well, that's made the thing. The creative forces that are behind are these movies. They don't just look cool. They 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 all almost all of them have like the 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 filmmakers have a track record of excellence. Yeah. See that that's one of those things that like you don't necessarily get from American or Canadian filmmakers. Sometimes like we should really go through Adam Agoyan's list too. We come back to the list just to see because he makes he, he, he does make he does a make lot a, of good films. he does like a lot of good films right so yeah. um yeah uh, you know what the the lineup this year looks fantastic people so if if you haven't started getting your tickets stuff is already selling out we've already we missed picking up a couple of um films and now we can't get into them so yeah we so were dumb. you will see us there when you're there because we cannot wait. So we will have a presence. Yeah, we're not sure exactly when our schedule is going to be because we may have some interviews with some directors. We may not, depending on how their uh, schedules line up. The other thing is we're just not sure when we're going to release. So we probably are going to have two episodes through the festival just to tell us our top films so far. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned to get your pens ready to write down or your yeah, iPads Because even if you don't see them at the Calgary International Film Festival... They are worth, they'll be worth checking out and they'll mm-hmm. probably be coming to a theater near you at some point. And if not, we're in an, we're in an era where you can uh, see pretty much everything online eventually. So yeah. keep it on the, and I have the a, list. I have a feeling that this festival and, you know, festivals like TIFF and this and even VIF, 
this is what we're going to get to see for the next year. Yeah. Because they get sprinkled out over the year. I mean, we just well, had some, they normally some stuff. do, but there's no, there's no new content coming out of the U S and Canada right now. Yeah. So, yeah. so because of that reason, there's going to be a huge gap. So you're going to be hungry for films. This is a really good way to find the films that you want to see for next year. Cause a lot of this stuff might not even have made it into cinemas. Like, and we've seen that many times, at least in our local cinemas, they don't get picked up, but when there's no, you know, superhero movie yeah. coming or when or, Avengers or, part or, nine isn't coming out. That's they, right. Or, or whatever. Put, Fast and the Furious 27. They got to put something good on. That's right. So keep your eyes peeled. Cause these movies are, are fantastic. Yes. All right, well, I think that's enough for today. We couldn't make it to a full hour, but you know what? We could talk about Murray but for another 10 minutes if you want. I don't want to talk about Murray for All another right. 10 minutes. That's enough of that then. Hmm. All right. Well, thanks, Rangers, for listening. Thanks to the extended Film Range family, who you can find in our show notes. Thanks to Casey, the nerdy photographer, or our god of rage. For the voice of Rager Dare, which you will not be hearing for a couple weeks because Casey's on holidays. Find us on social media everywhere at FilmRageYYC. Check out everything FilmRage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and TeePublic. We're always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe. And send us emails to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dares to see terrible movies to fuel our rage. But no matter what you do, please, 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 pretty please, 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 make us rage. Oh, that's it for now. Rage on. Rage!